is Brock and Salk. I don't read the internet, guys. Take the bull by the hands. On Seattle Sports. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. And Brooke Wahr, you are. And Brooke, you are. Now here are your hosts, Brock Heward and Mike Salk. Brock, I gotta say, I was pretty excited last night when the name Chip Kelly was reported as having a little interview here in Seattle. You know, I like me some Chip. Mm-hmm. I like me some Chip Kelly. Mm-hmm. Think he'd be a good fit? Yes. I, I, Say he yes. Would be, he would be a good fit. Yeah, like personality-wise. And once again, we talk about kind of mixing and matching experience. And the guy has been there and done it and seen it all. And we talk about that 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 phrase that I think we're going to hear a lot. Uh, certainly when we talk to Mike McDonald, we'll dig in further with him. And over the course of this whole process, this offseason training camp. And yeah, we're going to do that Monday, by the way. Monday, 930, we'll be uh, heading over there to chat with the new coach. Is that the first Mike McDonald show? I don't know whether that's, you know, I don't want to I don't want to no, get no, no, over my skis. Okay, sorry, I have sorry, no sorry, idea. Okay. But I know that we're talking to him on Monday at 930. But as he told Bump and Stacy, and I kind of dig it, chasing edges. Mm-hmm. You're going to hear us talk a lot about chasing edges. So if you hire Charles Kelly, Chip Kelly, how do you chase an edge? Been in college football last half dozen years. Seen all these guys. Same thing. That's that institutional knowledge of Jim Harbaugh. Now, Jim and his staff recruit a whole lot harder than Chip does. And that's part of the reason I think Chip wants out of college football is he does not love catering and kissing the butts of high school. He likes scheming. Yes, he does. If you're looking for somebody who can go and match wits, Offense for offense, scheme for scheme, with the powerhouse geniuses in your division. Mm-hmm. Isn't Chip Kelly one of the people that would be on your list that, of guys that could do that? He would. Yeah, I, he I mean, definitely. like, there's only so many in the world that are proven already. And I would think, other than, okay, you got the two guys in your division, you got Chip, you got maybe uh, somebody said earlier, um, uh, Lincoln Riley certainly mm-hmm. would be of that ilk, but he's at USC and making a tremendous amount of money. So, okay. Yep. Who, who else other than Chip do you put in that category? I love this idea. Plus, yeah. he likes to run the ball. He's creative in the way he does it. He, as someone pointed out earlier, would not be a threat to leave to take a head coaching job somewhere else mm-hmm. because he's already tried twice and failed and probably mm-hmm. isn't a head coach in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like This seems like a phenomenal plan. I love it. Yeah, he'd be a very good fit. There'd be a couple concerns. Uh, concern number one is just about every year, Salk, he runs through quarterbacks. Just about every year, his guys just get beat up. They just get hit within within the scheme and the system. And you could say, well, is that the personnel? Uh, personnel is pretty good at Oregon for a lot of years. Won a lot, won a lot of games, but definitely, you know, that would be one of the things that you'd have to really dig into because this is the most important position in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like this guy's got to stay upright. This guy's got to stay healthy. Is there enough answers and protections? Do you do enough work there? Who's your offensive line coach going to be? You know, that's the one advantage to me that Orion Grubb brings is he's both of those. And, and it starts up front with him. It starts with with really working those guys. That was his position group that he coached for so long. So the game starts there with him, whereas a chip is a little more, as you said, innovative. And I'll never forget, like one of our, I've done a lot of his games at UCLA and thoroughly enjoyed it and, and forged a pretty good relationship with him. And we have our production meeting and go through all the personnel and matchups and all that stuff. And he's like, hey, if you got a couple minutes, come here. And uh, it was, gosh, it was an early game in the season, and he was playing a first-time D coordinator. Mm. And he's like, check this out. 
and he just like pulls up his film and I'm just sitting in there like in this room watching. He's like, I'm going to blow this dude's mind. They're going to be over on the sidelines trying to figure out what in the world are they doing with all of these formations. And it's because this guy's never seen it before. And I want to make sure that I put him in the most challenging mm -hmm. spots possible and just get those guys running around like crazy. And, you know, that illusion of complexity, right? It looks crazy. It looks difficult. But we know this stuff and we're going to run it and just be prepared. So he's always been A, really good to me. And B, yes, his years at Oregon a decade ago when we sat down there at media day, really there's like no Chip. question you yeah. Yeah, you enjoy the, the Northeast. There's I still enjoy just the whole persona of Chip Kelly. And I know there's a lot of people that don't because obviously he was head coach at Oregon. And I don't blame you for that. What I will say is the folks saying he failed in the NFL. Well, you're not asking him to be a head coach. He failed in the NFL not because he didn't know how to how to scheme in the NFL. He failed because of his coaching issues, because of being the head coach and personality and that type of stuff. Yes, leadership. But yes, but I think if you talk to some of those offensive guys handling some of the stars, how are you going to handle DK Metcalf wanting his touches? How are you going to handle you know these guys that that was that was a challenge up there in Philadelphia with some of his big big name big stud big offensive guys and the and the college game and the NFL game are a little bit different. You can be a lot more creative in mm -hmm. college. You can get to a lot more formations. You can go four to a side a whole bunch more because you got a lot more like space that side. Yeah. Yes, and you know the the NFL game is a whole bunch more in a phone booth. And you know I, I remember talking to Pete on and off the record about some of those matchups with chip at the NFL level. Yep. And he didn't mind tangling with them. Felt like he had a pretty good bead on what he was doing systematically and where that system is. So yeah, I, I totally understand the interview. I totally understand why chip would want out of college football because a bunch of nonsense and he wants a level playing field. Mm -hmm. You would get a hungry chip Kelly to say, Hey, hold on a second. All right. Don't judge me by Philly and San Francisco. Let me get one more crack at this. Let me get one more shot as, as I believe it was Mike Varell said to Stacey and bump yesterday, right? The, the, the blending of the college and pro game. We've never seen it more. The meshing of those things at the, at the pro and the, in the college game, we're seeing those concepts. So chip be pretty good, man. I think so if you, be pretty okay, good. So if you, if you had to make the decision, chip or grub chip, because I like them. All right. <laughs> So just a just a personality, just thing. straight up personality, just a total, just, just a total just bias. Like chip. Yeah. yeah, just a personal Justin bias. Justin accused him of this possibly being another. I like to interview him. Type yeah, who do I want to spend thirty minutes with every Monday? Chip. Well, don't talk to Benetti then. <laughs> don't talk to don't Why? talk to Joe Davis then. <laughs> they don't like Chip. They spend no. thirty minutes with him every week and well, well, it was fun. You know, let's just say, you know, maybe the Zoom uh, <laughs> that I had to do something on the radio and I couldn't join the Zoom. The Zoom with football, talking football versus huh. the Zoom without it was really different. I don't and, know. My, yeah. my impressions of Chip have always been top notch. Every time we've talked to him, yep. I've just enjoyed him. But yep. I also no, it goes beyond that, obviously. I, I just I like his creativity in the running game, mm -hmm. I, and and I think if you were to go with Chip, it does bring up another huge question right off the bat, and in some ways completely changes the entire column I wrote last night at CLSports.com about what to do with Geno Smith, because I mm -hmm. wrote minutes before the Chip news came out that they should bring Geno back and start him and you know, just put all their resources on the offensive or defensive line. 
it's hard for me to imagine that Geno Smith is a Chip Kelly quarterback. Yeah. Like if you're bringing Chip in, you're probably moving on from Geno would be my guess. And maybe then you do look for something short term. Maybe it is something like Tyler Huntley. Maybe you do go out and trade a third round pick if you can for Justin Fields and hope that that, that is a better mm. fit for what Chip wants to do. Mm. Like I, you can start to write a script where you bring yeah. in Chip and then you bring in the right kind of quarterback around him. Yeah. And... I don't know. That'd be kind of fun. Like I'd be, be into very, that. No, that'd be very, very intriguing. I, I totally get it. And as I said, you you bring somebody that's been in the NFL as a head coach, you know, struggle a little bit with some of those big personalities. You know, you're not recruiting them. You're paying them. They're grown men, and you've got to deal with some of that. You know, and and what if, I, what what if you what if you what if you bring in Chip, trade a third round pick for jo, for Justin Fields, and sign Marcus Mariota to back him up guy who ran chip system not not that i'm looking for marcus mario to be your starter or anything here mm-hmm. but understands the system mm-hmm. right could help with sort of the transition and maybe even as a bridge to chip kelly since they had so much success together i don't know i yeah. I, I could write that script and it sounds pretty good yeah pretty 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 good you no know, there's options and even though you're late in the cycle and even though you're the last you know second to last penultimate coach hired look at that oh, penultimate nice job. Gosh, i like using penultimate i know uh, coach hired in this cycle there are still options you see who jim harbaugh hired by the way as his oc i did yes. uh greg roman there you go yeah basically an honorary that. harbaugh brother i mean they've been around for for ever in lots of different places <laughs> an honorary so. harbaugh brother pretty much i'd yeah. kind of like to be an honorary harbaugh yeah. kind i of think of jim and john Heward. if there's another brother it would be greg roman harbaugh could i be an honorary Heward brother uh, that doesn't sound that way sounds like a no uh, sounds like a no uh, uh, really you just flat out, I mean, you're saying no. You don't want me to be a, 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 a honorary hero? Well, let me think about that. What do you yeah. mean think There's about? What's to think about? How I mean, much we, time have we spent you know what, together? You know what? I'm going to text. No. Let me text Damon and Luke, okay? Because okay. I can't make that decision. Yeah, see, see if you guys take a vote on it. Yeah. If All the right. three Kurt Hewitt, Hewitt brothers What's would your vote. vote? On allow- yeah, it sounds What's like Brock's going to be a no. Sounds like Brock's going to be swayed by others. Pretty yeah. much, I'm going to be the swing vote, I think. <laughs> I think, you think I'm. Who do you think wants me in? Okay, here we go. Need to know next. <laughs> which, one, here we go. which one says yes? All right, we'll come back with Need to Know and uh, a whole bunch of other fun stuff this morning before Jeff Passon joins us at 8.30. It's Brock and Salk on Seattle Sports on 710. Might be Heward and Heward soon. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. Very much looking forward to Monday at 9.30. We will speak for the first time on this show to a new Seahawks coach. Mike McDonald did a great job with Bump and Stacy last week, and he will join us Monday at 9.30. Will we have an offensive coordinator by then? He has to, right? I would sure hope so. I, I yes. would sure hope that there will be a decision made by then because it's only a few days after that, February 16th, that they got to make a decision on Geno Smith before his $12.7 million base salary becomes guaranteed. Brady Henderson has done a lot of that reporting, and so I would hope a deal or something gets done. Last night, a new name entered the chat. It's a big one. Reports have Chip Kelly interviewing for the job, which I think would be awesome. I think he's creative. I think he can run the ball well. He can devise schemes for most any occasion. Mm -hmm. He was not an ideal head coach in the NFL, but that's not the job. He would be a phenomenal coordinator here. Yeah, I'm kind of curious how many they have talked to. I, I don't think this is it, by the way. 
the three that we've heard. Correct. Uh, you know, so, sometimes agents. Four, right, some, if you include Kafka. Sometimes agents are going to want to get things out there for their different people and clients. I think sometimes teams, especially the way the Seahawks operate, would like to keep all of it buttoned up. I don't think Chip Kelly loves that you know, this report is out because no. he's the head coach at UCLA. And today is, by the way, the second signing day. Oh, the fax machines are out today for nice. the last time. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Faxes are obsolete now in this transfer portal because they don't use fax machines. But, yeah, I think there's more that they're talking to. And there's probably some other college guys. And, again, this is not me knowing something, but just knowing the way they operate, how buttoned up they are, how quiet they want this whole process to be. And there's probably some other college guys that, you know, have jobs elsewhere and don't necessarily want their name known and out there because of recruiting. I think they're turning over every stone, but yes, time is ticking with that deadline coming in nine days. The one name that does not seem like it's going to be an option here is Eric Bieniemy, and uh, Sam Fortier was on the station yesterday from uh, can- from uh, uh, Washington, and here's what he had to say. You know, this was a really intriguing opportunity for Eric Bieniemy because he had never been a, a sole play caller in an offense before, and this was, you know, ultimately good for him because he got that responsibility. He got to own it. He, it wasn't perfect. His offensive line was, was tough. You know, obviously a young starting quarterback in Sam Howell, but ultimately I think, you know, it, it just came down to the offense didn't execute. They were 23rd in points scored. They were worse in a lot of advanced metrics, so it's just a guy who, you know, got his shot, but I, I don't think made the most of it, and there are a lot of reasons there. Um, there were also some tension with players, tight end Logan Thomas, saying, the end of the year in in their uh in the locker room after the last game that hey we had some ups and downs with him and i, I think you know i might be the only person to say that but we did yeah but people don't want to say it they don't want to say some of the information they know because sometimes it sounds harsh and everything else i'll just say i don't think he's a great people builder i've heard that from former players that he coached while he was a college coach i i've heard some of that i felt some of that when i've done games just connecting with players and that's a big big part of today's coaches i don't think that's one of his great strengths here's the second thing you need to know small move for the mariners yesterday they pick up another pitcher colin snyder off of waivers he had two honestly ineffective seasons in kansas city moved on to arizona and now he comes to seattle uh he's a reliever maybe he will be one of those candidates to kind of do what justin tope or paul seawald or some Mm -hmm. of the other guys did when getting here over the past couple of years um steve belichick is indeed coming to mall like brock sure is he's gonna join i said this earlier he's gonna join forces with brennan carroll it's gonna be like a week coaching nepotism version of Voltron. Yeah, it's really too, bar- too bad Jay Harbaugh didn't end up in, with the Huskies. That would have been amazing. Because then it would have been Harbaugh or Saban. If Saban had a son, they could come coach. Right? And, Saban and bring, have kids? Bring all the uh, Serbian-Croatian uh, love and blood to it. I don't Yeah, I don't know if he's got any kids that coach. I think he definitely has a couple daughters. I know that for I sure. I know there's a Shula who's coaching. I just saw there's a Shula who got a job. Oh, yeah, there's some Shulas still like kicking around. A grand... Nick Saban sure. has two adopted kids. Okay. Yep. Well, there's a grand Shula that is coaching now. That's kind mm. of exciting. Hey, by the way, back to uh, the reliever. Did you see some of the charts yesterday? You got to squint your eyes, like really squint them. But you do see a unique arm angle like Paul Seawald. Oh. You do see a guy that comes at it from a little different approach with that kind of rising fastball. Hmm. And maybe they look at him and it's the same kind of clay to mold and go, hey, Could be. We, we had a guy that we were pretty good with in doing yeah. this and transforming. That'd be kind of fun. Here's the third thing you need to know. Did you read anything yesterday, Brock, about this joint venture with Disney, Warner Brothers, and Fox as they're going to try to create like a sports-specific streaming bundle? Yes. If it had NBC and CBS, 
Yeah, I think it would be a very, very interesting prospect. Mm-hmm. Without those things, I don't know. It's a little hard for me to imagine how it works. Yeah, it is, it is a little unique and interesting just doing this USFL over the last, what, three, four years, mm-hmm. XFL originally, and the partnership the first time around with ESPN, and then the lack of partnership there, and then a really neat joint partnership with NBC, and now back to UFL with ESPN and ABC. I mean, it's... You know, these relationships can also kind of go in and out. And right now feels like, yeah, that surprised me a little bit. Probably shouldn't have because they found some common ground for this spring football. Yeah. And there's a lot of entities. You start to look at that and and how much (laughs) how much sports is going to be on those three combined. It is quite a bit of your viewership, as you said, save for CBS and NBC that still have some high, high properties. That's pretty that's pretty big. Yeah, the other thing that I think is strange there is it feels like collusion between companies. Like it, it, it doesn't seem like all of the major television networks should be allowed to come together, cut out the middleman, go straight to the consumer, and set a price together. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't feel quite right. It's a little like cable. <laughs> well, but without the middleman, right? Yeah, it doesn't feel right. I can't yeah. imagine how that would fly with the. All right, whatever. There you go. That's everything you need to know. With uh, the FCC, Mike. Yeah. Yes. With Congress. Or with the SEC, quite frankly. Yeah. To me, it feels like an SEC issue. An SEC issue. Yes. It's always that Southeastern Conference crying out loud. The Securities Exchange Commission. Yeah. Feels feels like it could be like, I mean, that's sort of what monopolies and that feels Mm -hmm. wrong. What's the SEC uh, motto? Just means more. It just right. means Yes. The SEC should adopt the same thing. Sorry. Sorry. The Security Exchange we, Commission yeah. just means more. We just what, need more. What can we tell you? That's just how it goes here. Uh, my phone is being flooded. It feels like, you know, Tom Nelson wants to be an honorary brother. A oh, what? Brother. Yeah. So you're going to have some competition. So, you know, kind of like this offense coordinator situation, a lot Ooh. of different people well, applying for it. Let's bring on the so. show yeah. and interview them. Yeah, the Hewer Brother of, Games. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Can we get Damon and Luke to be a part of the interview yeah. process? Yeah. We'll get Luke and Damon involved. <gasps> Luke's yes. never been on this show. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Nope. Wow. I know. Too busy. <laughs> too busy. Too, too busy. Is he the only one from the family that has been on? Yeah, and and quite frankly, it feels like Brock's hid him for most mm-hmm. of the time that I've known Brock, mm-hmm. that he's sort of kept Luke sure. like to himself, Sure, I would say. Like, yeah. hey, this is my brother, but he's just mine. Yeah, Peg. I think Peg didn't answer the question, Jer. Coach Mike has been on before. Yep, sure. Yeah, Damon obviously co-hosts. Some of our record ratings, in fact. We've heard, so. certainly heard uh, Haley in the past, right? Uh-huh, Especially uh-huh. when she was Molly? younger. Molly, oh yeah. Titus is, on. I feel like Titus is an honorary co-host of the show because of how often you tell us yeah. about him sure. and his opinions. Sure. About his life. Right. Right. I mean, so I don't, I don't need Titus to come on. I get enough of his opinions through you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and No, the, there's there's a lot of folks. Brett McDaniel wants to be an honorary Hewer brother. Uh, yeah, I'm getting my phones blown up. <laughs> so you're going to have some legit competition. Yeah. You don't just slide in there and become the fourth. Well, what okay? are some of the top requirements in your mind? Height. Yeah. I mean, there's some gene conversation, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, are you a gene builder? Or are you a gene killer? You know, again, that's where Nelson at 6'4". You know, I'm a gene builder. Look at my daughter. She's a giant. <laughs> that's right. I'm a gene builder. I might not be tall, but I'm a gene builder. Brock, I'm perfect for this. I'm going to sure. campaign for this. Okay. I really right. want to be a hewer. We'll be right back. Uh, we got a ton to do this morning. Um, I got a question, Brock, for you regarding Mike McDonald and something that we would like to see change starting right now. That's next on Brock and Salk. You're listening to Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. 
the news this morning is about Chip Kelly, who apparently reportedly was uh, in interviewing uh, for the Seahawks' vacant offensive coordinator job yesterday. I'd be very interested. This bumper gets me every time. Oh, you like it? Yeah, I feel like I'm floating like on that water. Yeah, you're in a float tank. Glad to hear it. I feel like I'm in a float tank. Uh, 703 says, I realize it shouldn't matter, but does Salk realize how much a lot of Husky Nation hates Chip Kelly? Right. I couldn't care less about that. (laughs) This is completely uninteresting to me. The fact that you don't like Chip Kelly because of where he coached a decade ago is very uninteresting to me. Chip Kelly is a smart dude who I happen to like personally, but that's not even the relevant part. I think he could scheme with anybody, and I would absolutely love to see him as the offensive I feel like some of that vitriol has gone away, by the way. I feel like so you're some, saying I have a better pulse of Husky Nation than the 703. No, no, I think there's certainly some diehards that remember that, but I think some of the success, I don't know, that Kalen's had against Oregon the last few years and Chris had against Oregon, like that was Chip, that was that era, that was that time where he's super dominant. Oh, by the way, then Chip went to Philly and San Fran kind of failed and you know, he's been pretty good at UCLA, but I yeah, I don't feel that same intensity and vitriol if this were 15 years ago and he's coming right off his Oregon days and becoming mm-hmm. the Seahawks OC. So I, I don't, I, I'm not going to tell people again how to feel if they feel that same way still, I yeah. totally get it. But I do think a whole bunch of water has been under the bridge. Hey, I got a question for you. Yes. You got one for me. I'm going to ask you. Okay. I said it was going to be blue 89. I'm going to do it beforehand. Okay. Uh, did you see that Phil Mickelson has said he has hit and made 47 holes in one in his life? Okay. 47. Yep. If I gave you, I saw this going around yesterday, and I just thought of you, and I could just imagine you on the 16th hole at the Waste Management Open tomorrow, little par three, 135 yards, no wind. No wind, 135 yards. Pin right in the middle of the green. Yep. And I gave you 24 hours to make a hole in one, and if so, you win 5 million bucks. Okay. And you get 24 hours to do it. Yep. If you don't get a hole in one. Yep. You spend a year in jail. Would, like prison? Would, would you? Like actual that, prison? No, I'm not talking like hardcore. I mean, like, what know. do you mean by jail? I, yeah, I mean, just, that, that could mean a wide variety of things. Yeah, what do you yeah, mean? Yeah. Yes. Like, do you mean prison? Like, am I in Oz? Like, what do you mean no. jail? House arrest? Nah. What, no, 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 not just house arrest. No, you're you're in jail, but it's a very soft jail. Okay. You're not around okay. the, the low security, okay. low security yes. not what they were talking yeah. about in uh no 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 in, no, uh, no office uh-uh. space I mean, no 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 none the of federal that. No. uh no. think, think, think about this you could probably have 24 hours you have maybe what four good hours the rest are going to be tough this is the easiest answer of all time no <laughs> <laughs> i don't even see how this that's, is a debate not fun flat no of course not. I mean, you fun. get hundreds and Don't hundreds care. and hundreds of shots at 135 yards. You could give me 24 hours to try to chip it in from eight <laughs> feet off the green, and I'd still take no because I'm not going to jail for a year. Are you crazy? Five mil, no. bro. I'm surprised you're acting like this is a debate. Nope. Brock, you're going to go to jail? No. Ten mil? Nope. <laughs> Okay. Fifty okay. million. No, I mean, is, is I'm there... not going to jail. Okay, okay then fine. let's let's All take right. that out. How about you get you get 12 hours for a hole in one for one million dollars? Or you get 10 shots to land within 10 feet. Oh, I couldn't do either one of them. <laughs> what are you talking about? 10 feet? I could 10 shots? Okay, down the green. You, can, the green, you give you me 12 shots. hours, I think shots. I could get to within 10 feet. 10 shots How's to land down the green. Why don't you give me 12 hours to get to within 10 feet? 50-50 shot I get fine. there. 10 I'll shots take that bit. I'll take that right. bit. Yes. You don't want jail. Fine. Okay, fine. 
No fun. I'm not going to jail. What, you want to go to jail? No, but there is upside. What do I care about the upside if it if it's something that's nearly impossible for You've me to do? You've hit a hole in one in your life. No, I haven't. Well, I I haven't. I have not hit a hole in one. I had a, a one. I had a one. <laughs> never went in the hole. Not a gambler. Uh, yeah, no, I'm out on that. That's all a right. flat no for me. Okay. Sorry. What question did you have for me? Well, I, all right. Here, here is the question I had for you. This is more of a Seahawks-related question. Sorry to bring it back to, okay. to what we do here every day. Mora yeah. is going to be very upset with you for distracting Sorry. us. But, Sorry. Brock. I'll allow it. How come you allow it with him? Why does he's he get to, the she's allowance? She's trying to be an honor Heward. Brock's yeah. my favorite. Is that not clear? <laughs> <laughs> Justin's on your team, and I'm on Brock's team. That's right. That's right. Huh. Uh-huh. I thought we all knew that. I, well, I guess I keep hoping that it's not going to work. I, I say nice things to you sometimes. I keep hope. I feel like complimented I'm, your bangs and hair today. Yeah, I said Brock Morris got her pretty hair on today. Oh, Did you know that? Day, day yeah. two of the last week, Morris gone pretty hair. Interesting. I know. Interesting. Yeah. Brock, Brock, your point. It's starting to stand out more. And more. I know. It's uh-huh. something. Some think it's not a man. That's fine. That's fine. It does. It is starting to seem like maybe there's something going on. I told you last week I did not agree with you at all. Uh huh. And I listened and I trusted more when she said flat no to the idea of that. But I don't know. I don't know. Flowers get delivered. She's not doing her hair. She's complimenting her her attire every day. It kind of feels like maybe something is going on. We'll have to explore that another day. What would you like to most see be different in this new regime for the Seahawks? Of all the things you would like to see change, because we've heard about some of the things that are going to be the same, right? Mm -hmm. What would you most like to see change? Like on the field, I think that's fairly obvious. I'm just I think, saying in general. I think, I think you can look at my tech exchange, uh, exchanges with you guys year after year, certainly the last couple with just a horrendous defense, which just was not physical. So from a, just from an overwhelming back in the day, okay, here's what I want. You know, and I think Pete said this to us in his final interview or maybe the penultimate interview of, yeah, I had to change things. You know, Glenn was tired of writing checks, tired of losing draft picks. All eyes were on us. The Players Association came after us. They, they, I think, viewed them and judged them differently than other teams. Because remember in those days, I mean, the, the competition was real. Hmm. You had dudes going after it. Like it was, I can imagine at the prison yard playing basketball, like you're in the fence. There's blood there's literally Doug Baldwin and Sherman are fighting and Baldwin's got like scratches and blood under his eyes because they're getting after each other. That's what I want. I didn't love the fight. And it was in fact during that fight that Brendan Carroll had to say to, to his dad, like, hey, dad, this is not sustainable. The Frank Clark one. Yes, that was rough. That was that dirty. Was, but that, you, that's because it wasn't a fight. That wasn't a fight. That was a melee. That was a sucker punch. Yes. And there's a big difference. Yes. That was out of control. Yes. It was totally out of control. That was, hey, we're still what you used to be. No, you're not. That's not what we used to be. Doug and Richard used to go eye to eye, face to face, right. and claw at each other. That was a dirty cheap that shot. That was like on the one decline of and fall of the Roman Empire. Like yes. things have gotten too far, correct, uh, on on the extremes, and you're still trying to hold it together without having the real basics of what you once had. Yeah, but you know what? That that's what I, I honestly I hadn't thought about it, but that's exactly what I want. I want to go down to OTAs and see guys just getting after it. Okay. And, and to do so in a way, and I think any of us that have been in sport and been around different teams and been in different environments, and I don't care what the sport is. I don't care if that's, you know, Shoreline Junior College Baseball with Justin out there. Like, hey, man, 
man, we're getting after it. Like we're really legitimately competing mm-hmm. and, but I'm not killing my teammate. I'm not totally selfish so and I'm not stabbing you in the of, back. Of all the things to say you want different after Pete Carroll to say that you want more competition feels because the last three, four years, did, the last three, four years, listen to KJ. KJ said it like we didn't hit until the first game of the year. I, I, I get it. In fact, I'm looking at all the things that are, are like intriguing to me and things I would like to see change. And at least three, well, two of them are things that were supposed to be Pete's strengths. And one of them or two of them were not. So my order would be this. Number one, I would just like to see them actually focus on the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. And that was supposed to be something they were doing, but they didn't. And again, wrote about this last night, SeattleSports.com, but why I would like to see them actually not draft a quarterback at number 16. I don't know be- about that. I'm going to challenge you on that one a little bit. Okay. When you said they, they didn't, did you, hear, did you hear Jim Nagy yesterday? I mean, Jim Nagy for the last six years has been around all these prospects, spending all these time, time with all these scouts from all across the league. And what did he say? I mean, they've got assets they have spent on their people. Charles Cross was a top 10 pick in the draft. Okay, uh, Abe Lucas was a third-round pick in the draft. They have paid. Damian Lewis was a third-round pick in the draft. And then go to the defensive side, second round, first round, second round, high, high paid, trade for Leonard Williams. I, I don't think that's a fair statement to say they have not tried to do it. They have not developed them. They've not gotten the most out of them. They haven't knocked people off the line of scrimmage on either side. But when you kind of compare and contrast as he did, look what the Rams did with a third and fourth round pick this year. Well, fine. Maybe it's that. I mean, whether you want to say it's for effort or success, quite frankly, I don't give a, you know what, succeed. <laughs> like mm-hmm. when I say focus on the line of scrimmage, I mean, be good there. Yeah. They're not good on the line of scrimmage. Their I can, offensive line wasn't very good. Their defense. I can co-sign line on that. Good. I can't co-sign on like the personnel department, the draft department, and those guys saying, "Yeah, you know." Now, five years ago, seven years ago, eight get years it right. ago, you got to get it right. When they tried to convert defensive linemen to offensive yeah. linemen, and well, there's some bunch of that. Quite frankly, they might junk. have had more success doing that than some of the guys they've drafted over the last few years. So I'm sorry, like I, I, I'm not buying that. And I thought what Brady did yesterday, more sent this over, sort of the redraft. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. Maybe you still take uh, you know a corner at number five, but he has them going defensive tackle at number 20 and waiting until the second round of an appropriate place to get a wide receiver and then coming back for another offense or uh, outside linebacker at 52 instead of Zach Charbonnet. Mm -hmm. So I, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, you got to get those things right. You got to get them right. I mean, Derek Hall and Daryl Taylor were wrong. That's right. Okay, Daryl Taylor for four years. And Damian Lewis not. hasn't been right. And, and nope. Anthony Bradford didn't turn into anything, at least as a rookie. And, mm-hmm. you know, that list kind of goes on and on and on. So That redraft, by the way, that, that Brady did and, and Morris sent. Yeah. Dude. Are you looking at it right now? Do yes, I like it a lot. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, I know you like it a lot. But look Hindsight's at, great. It sure is. Of course, yeah. This is easy to say now. But the dude for the Rams, the, the outside linebacker, edge player, had how many sacks? Eight? Yeah. Nine? I'm not talking about the interior defensive tackle. I'm Byron Young yes. had eight. Eight sacks. Okay, so is this more of an indictment? Derek Hall had zero. Your beloved big legged short yeah, shorts. Zero. Derek he Hall didn't had do anything. Zero. He didn't set an big, edge. Big knees, big knees. Right. Yeah. Zero. Dude, so these things can't happen. So I'd like to see them get it right on the line of scrimmage. Sorry, I Justin, like I interrupted you. No, Go okay. ahead. I was gonna say, is no, this, is this, is this uh, some, can we learn something about this from the way that Pete and John work together? I guess is the point there. Well, I don't think we know the answer to that yet, and we won't find out for, for a couple of years kind of what's been yeah. going on there. But the line of scrimmage has been problematic. The overall toughness has been problematic. I think that's what you were getting to, Brock. The discipline and attention to details is yes. something that I think can absolutely change 
that was never a Pete Carroll strength. It was never supposed to be a Pete Carroll strength. That's fine. But it seems to me just in the very limited time that we've kind of even just heard from mm-hmm. Mike McDonald that one of his strengths should be discipline and details, don't you mm-hmm. think? It should be. It should be. Now, he's going to be in a totally different job. You know, he's going to go from co-pilot in a plane where he had a head coach to now air traffic control, right? Handling all of the things that are going to be coming into that into that airport mm-hmm. and all of the different flights and all the delays and all the chaos and all the challenges and all the issues and got to do it in real time and got to make those decisions. And, and there is going to be a learning curve. I mean, even the great coaches. I was, I was listening to Schlereth talk about this with Sean Payton last year. Even maybe Sean Payton was so distracted by Russell, and it was so hard because Russell was blowing his wires like, why won't you just throw that? Right. And he's so mad at him. But there were numerous game management issues and timeouts and just things that, hey, man, that's, it's easy to, to say, and it's easy to do in practice. It's easy to do in a controlled environment. The chaos of a game, there's going to be some learning environments. Probably going to screw something up, as even the best of them still do. Um, but yes, he's going to be pretty darn buttoned up. I think that's what, you know, some I think of the that great appeal was in the process. I think that will be a major change. And then the last one is creativity. And, you know, it's funny. I'm going to guess there's a lot of folks out there for whom that's number one mm-hmm. is the biggest thing they want to see change is some of the creativity. And I actually thought you might go in that direction too with some of your frustration with oh, the base it's, defense it's and all of that. So. It is 1A. It, number one is just being physical and tough and stop being soft and start hitting and hit and tackle and callous yourself and all those things and then b is yeah don't just make it so doggone easy on the quarterback and i'll reference that number again 397 pressures and that was not with nick bosa and eric armstead it was with Jadavian Clowney and kyle van noy right leading and pacing the way there so getting to the quarterback harassing the quarterback impacting the quarterback man it was so fun in the early years and a lot of times they did it with four and you could keep seven in coverage but in today's game you got to mix, you got to match, you got to confuse, you got to look different pre snap to post snap. You got to get to these quarterbacks, and that should be a strength of his. This is Brock and Sox Blue 88. Blue 88! Blue 88! We take you to the field as Brock Ewer breaks down three football questions as only he can. Now, here's your hosts, Brock Ewer and Mike Sox. <laughs> All right, question number one here, Brock. Uh, when we talked to Jim Nagy yesterday, the, he didn't want to go too deep into naming names, but he mm-hmm. did give us one when we asked about a John Schneider-like player that might be available. You know, I think there's going to be guys that there's, you know, the, I know the two tackles are good players up there, but I know they, you know, interior offensive line might be an area of need. I think they're, it's loaded. Jackson Powers Johnson from from Oregon up your way. Uh, had real two really good days of practice down here. I think he would be an immediate starter for those guys and and really upgrade them on the interior. But oh man, Jackson Powers Johnson's an interesting dude. Ask Benetti and Allison and Bo and Darren in our production meetings this year and say who gave the single longest answers mm. of any player we talked to this year. And all four, I could text all four of them right now. Hey. Thinking back to our 20 production meetings this year and the different players we talked to, who was the one that gave the deepest, longest, and may have liked to listen to himself talk the most? (laughs) And there there would be zero hesitation. All four would say that center from Oregon. Yeah, Jackson Powers Johnson. Fascinating guy. Seriously. 
Okay. Just as Max Unger was an eccentric art major and a different dude from Hawaii, right? But then got on the football field and was just the, the ringleader and, and the captain and the voice mm-hmm. that was so hard to replace. This dude was too. And he was a guard for a bunch of years because their center, Alex Forsyth, in the league and a great guy. So he flips over to center and it was like the light bulb went on. I mean, he, I forget what Benetti asked him. He asked him and he literally said, ooh. This is verbatim. He goes, ooh, you're going to like my answer on that. <laughs> and, and then he went, and he was a ballroom dancer. He grew up doing ballroom dancing. Sounds right. Along yeah. with other sports and super athlete. And then all of a sudden, he went from like in high school. He's like, yeah, I was like 240, 250. People were recruiting me. And then I graduated like 290, you know, and he's just and now he's 330. And he's a tremendous athlete. Hmm. He bends like a 225 pound guy that weighs 330 pounds. And they have not. The one thing they have not had for a lot of years is a big physical demonstrative Hey, I'll, I'll take hold of this. I'll talk. I'll be the leader, the voice. Yeah, that guy's going to be very intriguing. Where will he get along. picked? He's going to be, I mean, centers don't go top 10. They don't go top 20 usually. Really, really good centers. Remember the kid out of Alabama they like, mm-hmm. Ryan Kelly? Yes. You know, the uh, Mitch um, Morse out of Missouri. They can go right there around the 20 to 25 area, depending Maybe on need. trade so, back or something like yes. that. All right, yep. question number two. Oh, you're going to like my answer on this. Well, why don't we be the judge of this? Steve Belichick, uh-huh. new defensive coordinator for the Washington Huskies. Yes. Is he a good fit with Jeff with Jed Fish? Well, our guy was kind enough. I texted Jed yesterday. I didn't want to bother him to come on the show just to answer Again. one blue yeah. eight question. Just, right. you know, back-to-back days. But I said, hey, man, would you mind if I, I quote you on why Steve was the guy? And uh, no problem. And here it is, verbatim. There is so much to like about Steve Cummings, as our defensive coordinator. He's a football junkie, grew up around the game, and loves the game of football. We see it very similar, and that's key, Salky. And for Mike McDonald right now, by the way, and, and there's a little bit more, but just an adjunct, for Mike McDonald, he's got to hire a coordinator that sees the game the same way mm-hmm. he's, that he does. Offensive coordinator. He's going to handle the defense, but the offensive side, and that's important for Jed. The game is about fundamentals, back to his quote. The game is about effort. The game is about putting our players in the best position. The game is about blocking and tackling. We share the same coaching mentor. I admire Coach Belichick. When I felt I had a chance to hire Steve to run our defense, I jumped out at perfect start to our tenure here. Don James built this program around great defense. I believe in honoring the past. We, too will play great defense. <laughs> he did not have a pro guy at Arizona. In fact, his coordinators there, I thought, were fairly iffy. Uh, the guy last year did a great job, had a background actually up in Seattle with Sark, was always a recruiter, kind of a D-line coach, and uh, but did a terrific job, but did not have the acumen, did not have 13 years in the league, did not have the background with Bill Belichick, did not have all of that that he brings to the table. So that's a pretty good hire, man. The more that I think about that, honestly, and his defenses were good. The Patriots weren't bad the last two, three years because of Steve Belichick's defense. They were bad because their offense was horrendous. So pretty cool fit for Jed Fish to bring a pro guy. If he wants to be a pro system, if he's going to recruit to, you're going to get to the pros through the University of Washington, through a big-time conference, bring pro people around you. That's exactly what he's done. All right, question number three. And the mullet is going to play so well in White River. Yelm, Eatonville. It's going to be straight fire. Do you fire. see their announcement photo for him? <laughs> yes. 
With Ser- the mullet, it, it looked very... Uh, Seriously. Like, I don't know, something you see on those t-shirts with like a wolf <laughs> if and there a moon is painting. ever anybody that comes uh-huh. out of Hoquiam, Aberdeen, mm. Column... Wow. I mean, they're going to want to play for him. Forks. It's going to be a good fit. Tell me, Justin, that that dude doesn't look like a guy yeah, right a out of the written all over. Oh, right out of the logging yeah. truck in Forks, Washington. He is Steve Belichick. Wow. All right. Question number three. Uh, how are people kind of seeing the McDonald hire? Is this like well thought of in the NFL? Yes, I sent you guys yesterday the thirty third team. Are you familiar, Salk? Do you get emails from the thirty third team like I do? No. Oh, you don't? No. How about the Athletic Pulse? Nope. Do you get them from the Athletic Pulse? No, nobody oh, sends you, me emails. You just unsubscribe to all these things? or I don't know. They go to the bulk. I don't, I don't read anything. <laughs> uh, 33rd team's got a bunch of uh, old, like Bill Polian has been a big part of that. A lot of former uh, GMs and executives have been a part of it. Kind of a, I don't know, competitor to the Athletic. Very different. Very football specific. But they had their people rank the eight coaching hires. And where does each guy fit into it? Mm. Number one on that list, Mike McDonald. Wow. Not just locally, widespread acclaim and praise and everybody here loving the move. Those are former executives in the NFL looking at all eight. Jim Harbaugh, by the way, number two on that list. I don't know why they got a hate on Antonio Antonio Pierce. He's number eight. Quinn, seven. Callahan, six. Mayo, five. Canales, four. Raheem, three. Harbaugh, two. Mike McDonald. Wow. Number one. Numero Good to hear. Uno. All right, there you go. That is today's Blue 88. I threw out a question earlier, Brock, and maybe you could help me with this as well. Um, my parents are going to be here for the mm-hmm. Super Bowl this weekend. My family's mm-hmm. going to be out of town, so my parents are going to be here, and uh, which means we're going to watch Super Bowl together. And normally, as you know, I make the seven-layer dip, but my dad uh, doesn't need anything, any of those seven layers. He's <laughs> there's no Mexican food allowed, essentially, in my dad's palate. Uh, no, um, so I got to find something to make for my parents, really for yeah. my dad, yeah. who has the taste of a you know six-year-old kid. Right. So what do I make? You should ask Kyle then, right? I should ask Kyle. That's yeah, but I got to also find something that I want to eat. So <laughs> tater tots and sliders. Yeah, and he loves ketchup. Good? He does love ketchup. See, to me, the single most important ingredient is ketchup. And then you build everything around it. Like Mm -hmm. if he's a dipper and he – does he like ranch or is it just ketchup? just ketchup. Just ketchup. Yeah. Is that Dick's Burgers? Do you get any Dick's Burgers? They don't like fast food. No. No. He's really impossible. He's a six-year-old. Yeah, Yeah, but he didn't like fast food. Seriously. (laughs) Does he like mini corn dogs? Uh, Mini corn dogs mm. dipped in ketchup. I don't think I've ever seen my dad go corn dogs. Yes, like not the big corn dog, the mini corn dogs, the tater tots. And so then you can get all that sliders. stuff at Trader Joe's. Here's the problem. My dad won't eat anything that comes from Trader Joe's. Nope, don't what? do it. I, uh, Maura, this is what I'm dealing with. So make, it my well, make it from scratch. Make it from scratch. Do you like Hawaiian? Does he, your dad like those little Hawaiian buns? Nope. He doesn't like those? No, he actually probably would. Those are sweet. Yeah, those are sweet. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Don't Hawaiian say, bun sliders. I, I, bro, I am feeling this right now, and I'm giving you yeah, what you need. Yeah, but most of this stuff is from Trader Hawaiian, Joe's. I, no, 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 he'll no. He'll eat it unless he you finds hold, out it's from no, Trader no, no, Joe's, and he won't eat it. Bro, you get your grill hot out there, and you make little sliders for him on the Hawaiian rolls. Yep. You have tots with ketchup. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Bro, it is. I mean, all of that sounds good. Thank you. I don't know. I'm taking more suggestions. 866-979-3776. I answered it perfectly. I want to hear what other people say. It's, uh, you know, I have City Slickers. I have City Slickers when Billy Crystal asked the ice cream guys. Woof. <laughs> and they nailed it. Woof. <laughs> I just went, woof. <laughs> woof. Rum How do you know he's right? <laughs> woof. Uh, all right. Well, speaking of being right or being wrong, Mora has a little quiz show for us that I'm quite convinced I will fail. It's next. I'm Brock and Saul. Woof!